Still Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's going on, Don? What is up, Cam? Out there living the California dream in life, you are. That's how I always like to start it. Well, I see you're drinking coffee and I'm drinking water, so that means one of us just woke up and the other one is trying to stay hydrated, so... Yeah, that would mean I'd have to go back to sleep, or go to sleep in order to wake up. I just I just permanently stay awake. These... Well, It's that whole baby thing, you know. No, I can't say that because Jet does a really good job at sleeping and everything else that he's doing. Plus, Ah. I have have a super mom for a wife, so I can't complain. There you go. Get those brownie points in. So (laughs) if she actually does listen to the podcast, you might uh, score some. There you go. There you go. So what do you want to talk about today? Uh, You know, first thing I got to talk about, because I just talked about brownie points, we were we were traveling the other day and Diane was in the in the vehicle and she was li- we were listening, you know, going through the podcast and listening to, uh, you know, the rough cuts, if you will. And I made those references when we were talking about stacking mm-hmm. and my wife and her highway comments. And she completely lost it in the truck. She was like, <laughs> I, you are not allowed to talk about me on the podcast. And I'm like, do you think these people don't know that I have a wife? They watch social media. Uh, what are you supposed to be like fake or something? You know, you gotta be real on all of this stuff. You know, they gotta, everybody wants, that's the whole premise of the podcast. Everybody wants to know the backstory. So, you know, if you and Diane get in a fight, you have to tell us about it and we can, we can counsel you and do all that. And then if, you know, Angie hates me one day because I didn't change Jet's diaper correctly, we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll hash it out and we'll make sure we get through this and everything will be fine. This is kind of like a, a moral support program as well for individuals in motorsports. Yeah, this is like a <laughs> motorsports show uh, that should probably we should probably have Doctor Phil as a call-in person, right? There we go. So That'd be pretty cool. Analyze our emotions and how we respond to our significant others during race season. Yeah, and then in the off season, it's I want that new couch. Well, yeah, but we got to freshen the motor, so make a decision. Oh, for sure, for sure. So yeah, man. I mean. You know, we can talk about it, whether if, if I change a diaper wrong and, you know, Angie and I get in a fight or whatever, and you can Diane get in a fight. This could be a, a, a group therapy session for racers because everybody wants to know the backstory, right? Yeah, I don't know that I'm ready for, you know, the doctor phone in Phil or what was that TV show, Love Line or something that MTV used to have late at night. Who's that? Adam Carolla. I there mean, you go. That kind of launched his career. God, I'm dating myself. Hey, I remember uh, that. I used to listen to that in like when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, I mean, I think he was actually, him and Howard Stern had big XM radio ambitions there for a while. So, yeah. uh, I don't know that I'm looking for those kind of ambitions. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I get it. Anyway, well, what do you want to talk about today then? If you don't want to talk about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, relation. yeah. How about significant other relationships? Let's not talk about those this week. Let's talk about industry trade shows. It is coming out my ears, my eyeballs, my inboxes. Let's uh, let's talk about trade shows. Trade shows, huh? Okay. Um, well, 
where should we where should we start? Because a lot of a lot of people, depending on if you work in the industry or whatever, a lot of this stuff gets planned way in advance. So I guess I'll start with the first thing is a lot of people think that they go to trade shows and all of a sudden they're going to get all kinds of sponsors and all kinds of checks and they're going to walk out of there with their pockets just bulging with all these checks and money and opportunity. But they have to realize that a lot of these budgets are set way prior to what's going on and what they can do and spend and I guess in my in my expertise if you're going to the show and you haven't already kind of touched base and done something some sort of pre-empted uh try to get in there to the right person before you get to the trade show you're pretty much way behind Oh, I totally agree. The uh, approach, you know, there's many approaches to uh, to going to trade shows and and whether it's motorsports and and I actually enjoy going to. Um, there's a trade show called BevNet, which is like for the beverage industry that a lot of C stores and and other consumer product lines, you know, attend because you know. We get wrapped around in motorsports. We talk about motorsports all the time. Obviously, it's a motorsports podcast. But in order for us to have sponsors and reach next levels and and have companies come on board and be able to do business-to-business deals and try to help increase sales in consumer markets, you have to think outside the box. And going to those industry trade shows like BevNet, uh, RV industry trade shows, for the consumer product lines on that side, you, you have to, you got to get outside the box and put face to face before you can really start to do any kind of real preemptive work or pre-planning. You know, I call it pre-planning uh, well, that's what People think they think you go to the, the trade show to get the sponsor, but you actually need to go to the trade show to work on something for next year. And that's what people don't realize too. It's like, okay, yeah, we talk about motorsports all the time. There's two huge ones in, in the automotive industry would be SEMA and PRI. Now, SEMA is more of like an automotive aftermarket thing, but there's a a motorsports section or whatever. And then PRI, the performance racing industry show, which is strictly racing. Now, when those trade shows go away once or twice, you know, that, you know, they show up to Vegas for SEMA and then boom, it's all gone like a flash in a pan after a week. They're already setting up for the next one, which could be inner bike for bicycles or, you know, like you said, BevNet or whatever, like there's a trade show literally every single day. It almost seems like in the world of that industry, whether it's, you know, Florida or Vegas or Indy or wherever they have them. I mean, there's, like you said, there is literally a trade show for every single industry. Hotels, there's a, there's a hotel trade show. That'd be a good one to go to when you think to, you know, I think we stay in hotels a lot, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. So you're moving along and and you're trying to trying to figure out who where what shows you need to go to, what shows are you interested in to be able to attend to meet these decision makers and understand where their strategies are. You you can learn a lot about a company by going to a trade show that they're displaying because they're trying to put forth their best foot in their effort to exploit their current strategy which for most companies, 
their strategy is are typically playing two, three, and five year you know goals in there. They're going to stay on course with that. So you can go in and learn about them, and you start your process of getting involved in their strategy and meeting those people. And it it is it's a it's a year out. You know if you're in if you're working with companies that are on uh, calendar year. Uh, budget planning, if that's how they run their business cycle, then that means come December, they're done. So that means their first quarter, second quarter for the, the upcoming year, that's done in th- in second and third quarter of the current year. So June, July, August, September, you better be, you better already be in the boardroom having conversations or you're talking about the following year at 18 months out. Right. Right. I mean, so yeah, you want to, a lot of people that I know, like they start in July or even sooner for like say 2019, right? So if you're starting in December, say for PRI, you've... it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 2020. 2019 is generally probably not going to happen. You may be able to put something together for the end of 2019 to as a test market or something to for sure go huge in 2020. But, you know, it just depends. And then, yeah, it also depends when when the trade show is. Okay, say we're talking, I mean, we always reference SEMA and PRI, but what if hotel whatever trade show is in March, right? I mean, you, you got to factor that stuff in. I mean, who knows when all these things are? Yes, and you, and you have to plan. Uh, Chicago's a good place. They have a lot of trade shows there. You have to plan at what they're looking at and make those relationships. You got to put yourself out there and and walk through, get the guides that come in, sign up, register. You know, you got to spend money to make money. A lot of people don't do that. Well, yeah, I get this this question a lot. How do I get into these trade shows? I guess that's you start there, right? So how do I get into SEMA or I want to go to PRI? First of all, you have to have some sort of business that's related to that or know somebody within that industry that can put you on the list. That is step one is getting into these things because oh. it used to be a lot harder than it is now. I mean, like, and I know SEMA, they they kind of opened it up for a few years. So, I mean, hell, anybody could get into that thing. I think they locked it down a little bit more this year. But, but yeah, it, because they don't want a bunch of people running around with their hands out. So that's another thing you got to be careful too when you're out there, regardless of what trade show it is, you can't just walk up and say, hey, gimme, gimme, gimme. Like it's not that. It Because they just, as much as they don't want that, like for instance, for Race Pack, like a PRI, like every single person <laughs> that talks to me is that. Like, hey man, hey man, can I have this? Can I have that? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, like, Get in line, unfortunately. <laughs> Barbershop rules. Take yeah. a number. 100%. You know, I, I've literally had at one point in time, there was like four people standing in line with their proposals in their hands. Oh, and it's like, man. For one, thank you. I appreciate you bringing your proposal. But this is going to go in my backpack along with the other 300 that I've gotten this weekend. And it's probably not going to be the best way for me to look at it. Because it's probably, it may get thrown away. It may, you know, my, my luggage on the airplane can only be 50 pounds. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't know where that, I really don't know where that came from. Um, I'm trying to think back. I think the first time I went to a motorsport show, a PRI show was in like 05, 06. 
And this is when it was down in Orlando. And I remember when I got my badge in like the registration form, because it was like a, at that point, it was like a mail-in deal. It had on there in big, bold letters, no solicitation and proposals. And I don't know where it kind of came back around where now people bring proposals to PRI and they pass them out and stuff. And it's like, how do you know what the company's looking for? Well, yeah, that's, that's one thing. How do you know what they're looking for? Unless you've done your due diligence before you've gotten there and included that in your proposal or whatever. But you got to understand that we're all like, cause I, d- I've seen it on both sides and so do you Don, like, you know, yep. when we're in a booth or whatever. We have so much other things going on at that, at that show that we have meetings or talking to certain people, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden we get handed 50 different proposals. Like, what am I going to do with them? Like a lot of times they just end up in my backpack and then I look at them on the plane or whatever. And, but it's like, this isn't, you know, what I'm really looking to do is come home with a bunch of fan mail. And (laughs) I would recommend if that's something that you do, get the person's email, get their business card, shoot them a follow up email and send them your deck via email. This is 2018. And so save a tree. Yeah, save a tree. You don't have to you don't save have to go Yeah, you don't have to go down that road. So it's and all these people like like I said that everybody's trying to do the same thing. So be different. Dare to be different. Don't be don't be doing everything like a school project like everybody else does. Try something new. A business card and an email and a face-to-face just uh, that's all you're looking for to make a contact when you're planning because you just there you only have so much time executives and decision makers only have so much time right so i I think i would be more apt to if i go to a trade show and i'm rolling around trying to get sponsors or whatever and instead of carrying around all my proposals don't you think that your first impression, if you if you end up getting to talk to the head of marketing or some executive for a company, don't you think the the first initial meeting or reaction that this person has towards you is more important than what you've said in a proposal? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be representing that that person and company. So if you come showing up looking like you just got drug out of the bar last night at PRI at the Slippery Noodle and you you can't even walk and you reek like alcohol, it's probably not the best presentation that you want to put on for yourself. Oh, man. I could, we could have a whole nother podcast on attire at trade shows. Attire just drives me up the wall. So you mean a hat with like the super, the super bend and some khaki cargo shorts and some Birkenstocks is not a good look? What's a Birkenstock? <laughs> flip-flops or sandals crocs you mean walking yeah, oh yeah I, crocs? I, dude, I, you laugh i've seen it i just my thing is is that okay like you have like crew shirts and you know and i know this is a motorsport show so let me get on a let me get on a soapbox for for dirt track guys dirt track guys guys i know that all dirt track teams have an apparel deal with a design company or something that does all their graphics and stuff in these little small towns all across America where all these guys hang out and they dirt track race. 
I do not recommend wearing black hoodies with all of your logos on them with jeans and ball caps to a trade show. Even if you're the pit crew, I don't recommend that because if you're bringing, you're walking, if you're bringing in an entourage, you probably should make them dress because they're representing you. That's a fact. Polos are cheap. Go buy a polo, put a logo on it, walk around with some khaki khaki pants, even clean jeans that aren't sagging, or, hey, be be really out there. Go buy Oakley black pants. They're like 40 bucks. If you buy them in bulk, they knock the price down. Then look clean. That is what you're going for. Make a impression, not a scene. <laughs> yeah, not a scene. There you go. That's a good one. I like that. I like that because I hate to break it to you, but if you come rolling around these shows like that and you talk to the person that you need to talk to and you go walking away, eight, nine out of ten times, that executive or somebody is going to look at their coworker and go, are you bleeping kidding me? Exactly. Dress for, dress for what it is that you're doing. If you're at the racetrack... I'd rather I mean, see here, you show... Okay, stop, stop. You said, you said dress for the job that you want. Now, I will take this to another level. Don't go all helmet and fire suit on me. Dude, I'm telling you, last year at PRI, somebody came and talked to me, and they had full-blown fire suit on, driving shoes. They didn't have a helmet, but they wore their fire suit to the show, which was a little out there, but it it got a reaction out of us. Make it make an impression. Yeah. They definitely did that. That's for sure. That is a uh, case in point. I had someone share this with me and I never really thought about it. And for me, I kind of felt like taken back because I hadn't thought about it. So this year for Indy, we didn't, I didn't race at Indy, but we were there at Indy. We were on display with NGK and, and I had some meetings with some people I had never met before and was looking to meet them. Right. And typically, if you've ever seen me at the drag strip, I typically have on black Oakley cargo shorts uh, and, or Under Armour or whatever, and, and usually sponsor of the day t-shirt. I have a rotation, right? And that's typically how you see me at the racetrack because nine times out of ten, I'm going to end up under somebody's car getting dirty. Uh, so I don't typically wear polos, khakis, and so forth. And one of the people that I is truly someone I look up to is it's like a mentor in the sport said, Hey, don't forget you're going to meet these people dressed like you're going to a business meeting, even though you're going to be at the racetrack. And I was like, crap, he's right. Cause I would have completely lost it and been at the racetrack in cargo shorts or whatever. Cause I was going to be under somebody's race car working. And I was walking to go to the meeting and I had four people stop me and they said, going to a job interview today? And I said, I most certainly am. Because right. I was well, I was wearing a polo and dress slacks and, and dress shoes going to meet. And the reference that I got told was, do you ever see Don Schumacher or Alan Johnson dressed like they are not all business? And I was like, that is good advice right there. 100%. I mean, those guys are always dressed to the nines. Slacks, nice shoes. 
Nice shoes go a long way. You can dress really nice, and then you look down and you're wearing your what the hell shoes that you just you, that you just mowed the grass in, and they're all green. <laughs> Not a good look. Not a good look. But mo- most definitely, these guys. I, I I challenge people. Think about what it is that you're going after. You gotta have a plan. I don't know what it is about motorsports. Uh, in in people's hobbies, let's talk about that. Let's talk about hobbies. You know, they they look at motorsports and it's their hobby, but yet they want to approach it as a business, and they're they're not doing the business plan. They're they're, they're not thinking about the strategy and the pre planning. And hey, I think that company right there, I can do something for them. Where would they? Where Wait, would they? You stop right there again. Once again, what can I do for that company? That's number one. Everybody doesn't look at it like that. They look at it like, oh, I would just want a free race pack or I want a free NGK spark plug or I want a free drum of whatever. Well, what are you going to do for that? They forget that part. What? Really? You mean that's not a given nowadays? We preach it and preach it and preach it and talk about it. Every time someone asks me about a company or a sponsor deal or what do you do? What do you do? This is what can you do for them? It, yep. it, it's, it's what can you do for me? And when you go to the trade shows, a lot of times I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the business contact that, that is what I'm looking for. I want to meet someone, see what they're displaying in their booths, uh, understand where their strategy is going. Is it going the same direction I'm going? Do I reach the same demographic and clientele? Do I have other companies in my umbrella that would be able to help them with their business. You have to do things like that. And then because I said that in my umbrella, it reminded me of something you asked about how you get in these shows. If you're a race team and you're out there and you're legitimately doing this, you need to set up yourself a marketing company, an LLC, so that when you go to register for these trade shows, you can go down to the marketing block. You're a marketing company. They don't have, if you go to BevNet, there's not, there's not a block for professional race team. Okay. When you register, you can't do that. You need to be a marketing company and that's how you can get attendance into this. A lot of times you're for, for tenureship, you know, you're probably only at one pass going to be let one person come in and they'll you know if you come back the next year maybe you get two or whatever but you need to you need to go through the process do your research get out there uh, there's yeah, plenty that, that is a good point you know a lot of people they they go through the step of doing the llc or whatever and setting up a legit company but they put professional race team down and then it's just like instantaneous like oh geez i know what this is but if you do a marketing thing, it could be you could be a marketing firm for direct mail flyers, or you could be a marketing firm for social media. You could be a marketing firm for whatever. They don't know that. But at the end of the day, whatever you're doing, it, I mean, you want it to help your race team out. So, but if you put race team on there, like they're not probably going to let you in. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. And and you want to be you want because you are you're providing marketing services. You're providing B2B, you're going to provide, you know, client impact, uh, what, I co- what I consider customer solutions. You, you know, that's, that's really what you're, what you're going for at these trade shows. You're, you're looking to make those facial uh, or, you know, excuse me, face-to-face contact so that they know who you are. 
you know who they are. You exchange a business card. Hey, send them a thank you note. You get them on your mailing list. Uh, you know, you ask them, say, hey, can I, you know, can I keep you updated if you ever get interested, you know, and you start, as I always refer to it, the long dating process, mm-hmm. the long dating process. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even we have people that we sponsor at Race Pack that I, I've did my part and then I've never heard from them again, you, you know, so it's like, doesn't, doesn't that just hate you're just you're hating life with that when things yeah. like that happen. When but people then you, let you, yeah. But then you have people that I don't even do anything for, right? They just appreciate. I, I met them or whatever, and they they appreciate our products. They use our products, blah blah blah. But they, I get race res, result updates. I'm on their email blast list or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Like they thought of me to to put me on there. Like that's cool. And then sometimes it's a personal, like, hey, just want to check in. Like, just want. You know, by the way, I I did this over the weekend or I won this or I I figured out a problem with your product and just want to say thanks. People never say thanks. They always bitch. So let that don't be a lesson. Mess, yeah. Don't mess with my hobby, Cam. Yeah. Don't, don't mess with my hobby. Yeah. Don't go online and bitch and then next next email is, hey, can I have a, a free sensor whatever the heck it is a case of oil no you cannot because <laughs> you never even said thank you for the first case of oil that you got now you're bitching online that you had to go buy it well there you go oh don't complain about a product when you're being involved yep pretty much uh but one one yeah. other thing that i thought of just now on on the trade show side is if you're going to these shows Show up, like, let's just say it's like a Wednesday to Saturday thing. Don't show up on Friday and expect to get some business done because I can promise you the important people are already gone. Or We gone. We out. He gone. <laughs> so, it, that's, it. it is. And, and you know, I, man, I've got, I've got trade show stuff coming out of my head right now. Uh, in, in preparation for these that are upcoming and it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work in preparing and the whole thing is too so like you and I are talking we both have companies that we work with uh, we do marketing deals with and we're sponsored by so a lot of times I'm not really doing a lot with them. I'm going there, high-fiving them, thanking them for everything that they're doing. We've already worked out what we're doing for the future, but you actually get to see them, to thank them eyeball to eyeball. You know, if you're doing something in their booth or or you've got somebody at the show that you want to introduce them to business to business-wise, and then everything else is new business. I'm trying, who is it that that we can work with in the future that I've ha- exchanged an email with or LinkedIn or, you know, lead ferret, whatever it is. And we've chatted. Um, that's, that's the big thing. I, I just, if I could preach to people about their research and pre-planning, pre-planning all the way. Oh yeah. hundred that percent. That, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a huge, huge deal, huge deal with all this stuff, you know, but man. trade shows are, Churches are very cool. There's a lot of, you can, what's cool too is if, like, let's just say PRI, you can do business outside of the show as well. Keep that in mind too. Within reason. I mean, you don't want to be chasing 
somebody, oh, this person's at this bar, this person's at this whatever. Like, you don't want to go, like, tackle them. But, like, if you're in the same place, like, that's something to keep in mind, too. If you're in Vegas, if you're in Indy or Chicago, Florida, whatever, keep in mind when you are out in public outside of those trade show walls, whatever you're doing, I can promise you there is somebody standing or sitting next to you that is related to some sort of business or team or whatever that's going, what the hell is Don O'Neill doing over there? Like doing a handstand on top of the bar looking like a fool. And then the next morning you're going to go talk to that the same guy and you didn't even realize it. And you're like trying to get the guy to do a keg stand with you. Not a good look. No, no. And we all go through it. I've been there. Oh, had yeah. those had those moments that you go, man, I hope that doesn't ever come back to bite me in the butt. But oh, yeah. every now and then someone will walk up and go, hey, man, remember so-and-so circa blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I had forgotten all about it until you walked up and remind me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm not saying don't, don't not do what you want to do but it's just just be cognizant of of who's around you and and what's going on because literally nine times out of ten or ten out of ten times there's going to be somebody related in the industry and field that you're trying to break into so you know i mean and a lot of these people a lot of racers a lot of executives whatever they have a drink or two like that that's fine i'm not saying like if you're of age and you can you know, sometimes these people will be like, yeah, like, come meet me for a beer tonight or what? Like if you're trying to set something up with a company or whatever, that's totally cool. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're the guy that's, that's at the bar, like at the, what's that bar? What's the place where they, in India? How at the moon. Yes. Yes. If you're that guy, Ow. if you're that guy acting a fool, being a knucklehead and the executives are the ones making fun of that guy. Just don't be that guy. That's all I'm saying. You're a direct representation of the company 24-7. Social media, out in the public, in the pits. I I mean, you just, you're, it's another aspect of, of marketing and having sponsors of being at this level. You are always, always in the limelight. But don't, always. it's a hobby. It doesn't matter. It's a, if it's a hobby, if it's don't a get hobby. Sponsors. Then don't get sponsors. Exactly. You know, just don't. If you're, if it's a hobby, don't do it. Just don't look for sponsors because in the end, you're ruining it for the individuals that truly take it seriously and try to run it as a business and be professionally. Um, just all the way across the board. Uh, I totally, uh, I don't, uh, I don't recommend it. And I have argument. I call them arguments because really they go beyond professional discussions because then at that point people are attacking, you know, other individuals and so-and-so got this and blah, blah, blah. But you cannot be like on the fence and say, oh, I'm going to be over here. I want sponsors or over here. I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. Don't t- tell me nothing. What? What? And that's fine. If you want to do that, cool. But. Don't ruin it for the people that are trying to legitimately do this and and need the help in order to do it. Like myself, I need the help from sponsors and financial backers or whatever you want to call them in order for me to do any of this. So 
I can't jeopardize myself in acting a fool and it'll all go down in a blaze of glory in, in one night, one drunken night. I'm not into that. You know, I, I've worked, I've worked too hard to, to do this for so long. And it's, you know, when you're on the cusp, it's like, like I am like, you're right there. Like you just, you can't, you can't let that, you know, be your, your demise, I guess. Yeah, don't let it be your downfall. Go to trade shows. Go into the industry fields that you think you can help companies in. There are certain relationships that can be built. Think outside the box. Don't just focus on PRI and SEMA. Don't go into the trade shows thinking that you're going to just walk out with fat checks and money for your upcoming uh, journey on the racing tour make sure that you're you're going about it in the right way and if you don't know how you're how to go about it the right way reach out to people ask them find yourself a mentor that can guide you and lead you in the right direction and uh and whatever you do don't be don't take a trade show uh nightlife like it is a frat party that's a good point to leave on (laughs) no that was uh that's that's a good point and you know like i said that's a that's a great one to leave on and you know i think trade shows are are an awesome thing and a lot of business can be done at a trade show and a lot of pre-business can be done in a trade show so just be cognizant of what you're doing i mean a lot of a lot of these moral to the story things here i guess for whatever it is is at the end of the day you're representing yourself whether it's marketing a trade show at a racetrack throwing your helmet what like it all just Portray yourself in the light that you want to portray yourself when somebody looks back on you five, ten years from now. But, uh, well, yeah, Don, uh, appreciate uh, your expertise, and and hopefully we can we can continue to uh, educate some people on on our professional experiences. And you know, if uh, anybody has any questions or comments, uh, you can always hit us up at hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com if you have any questions or or hate mail for that matter uh hit us up let us know we want to we want to hear what it's all about and you know as always we want to thank voice america for allowing us to do this dragstersforsale.com and race pack if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be able to do this so um we appreciate it and don stay warm because i know I'm, it's probably pretty cold there shut it cam <laughs> have a good one later see ya 